Hey, redheads and everyone else listening. I'm Stephanie. I'm Adrian. Today, we are talking in depth about redhead makeup tips for brides, people in weddings, all that sort <laughs> yeah. of really cool stuff. I think what Stephanie and I decided what we were going to do for season two is we wanted to get in season one all of the generic things that we kind of started how to be a redhead.com, you know, like basically like makeup 101 for redheads um skin 101 for Mm -hmm. redheads you know and so for season two we kind of just wanted to dig down a little bit deeper and so we wanted to dedicate an entire episode about bridal makeup and why it's so important because when you're a redhead bride it can be really hard because a lot of the professionals aren't used to working on redheads and so we wanted to bring on liz washer she Gosh, we worked with her. I, I was just gonna. I was just thinking about it in 2011 when we started how to be a redhead. Yeah, how uh, did we get to know her? Well, it was like through a friend. It was through a friend that we had met Liz. Okay. And what we would what we would do in the beginning, which is really cool to look back on, was Stephanie was still in college, uh, and I was living in Boston. We had just launched the website, and we would do what you would call reditorials. And so it was really awesome to kind of just, you know, bring to life how to be a redhead because at that time, Stephanie and I didn't know if we were going to be the faces. We we were just experimenting to see what the audience was like. And so we had come across Liz and she was really kicking it off with doing bridal makeup. And I think what was so cool was that we were able to talk with her and like meet her in person and then we actually saw her work on redheads and we did a redditorial with her in downtown boston and it was really really cool we should say we should share some of the photos yeah definitely on how to be a redhead when we when we do this but she has a really great knack because she's fair-skinned herself but she has a great knack with natural yeah going natural understanding if you follow her uh we we love to see her makeup because it's really just effortless and she actually came when stephanie and i were living in new york city we sat down with her we had coffee with her and i think that's the last time we've actually spoken it's been so long it's been 20 wow remember that was so long ago yeah and she kind of just was saying that i think she had uh you know she was really getting into the bridal makeup at that point and her career was kind of just taking off and so she was kind of talking to us more about how she was really excited to do this so after all these years gosh it's been like eight years now since we've seen her i'm really excited to not only see her photos on social media i get her newsletters and i share them with Steph sometimes because she has really really great tips and so we're really pumped to be able to talk with her yeah, she's awesome. She she's recognized for her natural touch, eye for color. Um, she's been behind the scenes at shoots and events since 2005. So she's been in the industry for quite time. some time now. Yeah. Um, she's a pro at HD makeup application, including airbrush, which we will talk about because I know, for instance, for me... Liz wasn't available on my wedding day in Massachusetts. I did ask her. Yeah. Yeah. And she wasn't available. And I remember when I chose the other makeup artist that I just found online through a recommendation, I think airbrush was a question that I got asked and I ended up not going that route. And I think to a lot of redheads question, should I get airbrush or not? And I'm actually in one of my best friend's weddings, Laura, in at the end of this month. And I'm getting airbrush, so I'm interested to talk to Liz because I've never gotten it done. Have you? I don't have you. I ha- maybe actually, we, we both did. did. We did. We did a photo shoot in Asheville. That's right, and, and I liked it. I loved it. In photos. I guess I it just, makes such a difference for photos. I know, and I guess I just got nervous. But so we'll talk to her about that. And her specialty is very clean 
feature enhancing and camera ready makeup. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, And just great for commercial and editorial print, video and broadcast. She does all different ages, all different complexions. Um, But what we love is that key, those two keywords, feature enhancing. I think that's really important Mm -hmm. because when, if you're a redhead bride and you have freckles, for instance, for me, my biggest thing was I didn't want to hide them. I wanted to make, you know, get rid of my dark circles, but I didn't want you to look at my face and you wouldn't know looking at photos or seeing me in person on my wedding day that I didn't have any freckles. I wanted those to shine. So we'll definitely get her tips on that. And um, she's been featured both locally and internationally in ads, catalogs, commercials, editorials, fashion shows. I know from looking at her Instagram, she was just did the makeup for the cover of The Improper uh, in In Boston. Boston. And she does a lot of commercial stuff as if you scroll on her Instagram, it's Liz Washer Makeup is her handle. So she does a lot of that stuff. And um, she's been in Times Mag- New York Times Magazine, Essence, Town and Country, The Hollywood Reporter. And she lives with her dog, which we're Aww, huge dog lovers. So love are. that. And I love her website. It says she lives with her dog in entirely too many books in Western Massachusetts and travels all over the Northeast and beyond for work, play, and to further her education. So definitely going to have to talk to her too. I've been really into books. So I wanted to know what she's reading. Yeah. But we're just excited too because with, you know, um, bridal season coming up and you know we get so many questions about just I'm a bride help what do I do do I wear red lipstick do I wear false eyelashes um what kind of hues I'm wearing ivory dress versus a white dress and you know there's so many different things out there that can be overwhelming especially you know at the end of the day it's your wedding there's a lot happening there's a lot going on i know talking to my friend laura she said you know right now it's just been kind of stressful because there's so many like last minute things and you want to make sure everyone's on the guest list everyone rsvp'd and at the same time you're talking to all these vendors and then you think about your makeup and it you know you want to it's a big day and you want to look your best i mean the photos are forever you want to look your best yeah. and at the same time that's the whole you want to look you and depending on, you know, what part of the country, hot, humid weather, and if it's outside can affect if you have oily skin. And there's just so much out there. Like, I look back at some of my photos, and I wish, I wish that I did my makeup a little bit different. I love the makeup artist I had. I thought she was wonderful. I just, I felt like since ours was outdoor, and it started raining that day, which they say rain is good luck. But I remember feeling really, really, it was really sticky and humid out. And I felt like my makeup after a few hours, guaranteed it was outside in Massachusetts in the summertime. But I personally felt like I could have done like way more waterproof eye makeup. So I definitely want to touch upon that because tears are shed during your, you know. A lot of redheads can't have waterproof so I look at some of my photos and I did have like it was just from crying and like emotions that on the bottom of my eyes I just wish I maybe she didn't put so much mascara on my bottom lashes I don't know um (laughs) and I know there's so many treatments that a lot of brides get now that I didn't get like you know you can get so many they say you know things that you read get facials and get like a chemical peel a month before and Make sure you have your eyebrows done, not the day before because you can break out, which makes sense. 
You want to get them done a couple days before. I did have eyelash extension. Remember we went to that girl yeah. when we, mom and dad drove us? Like yeah. we were like 16 <laughs> again because we, I chose to have my wedding in Massachusetts and we made our, my parents bring us. Remember we she we were at her house getting eyelash extensions for like four hours. It took forever. And mom, forever. <laughs> mom was so upset. She was so upset. She was waiting. But then she was a little jealous because we had these fake eyelashes, which I liked them. Um, so looking back, I'm really happy. But I think this podcast is just a lot of questions that we've gathered that you guys have asked, and I think will be really important to kind of dig into this with Liz. Number one, she's a redhead, and two, she's known in the industry in the bridal world especially in new england to really just be natural so let's call her up yeah let's call her so excited the h2 bar box a monthly beauty subscription box for redheads each box is worth 80 dollars plus and each product is redhead friendly approved head to h2barbox.com to subscribe and use code podcast to receive 20 percent off Hi, Liz. It's Stephanie and Adrian. Hi. How are you doing? Good. How are you? We were just saying. I'm doing well. Thank you. It's been so long since we saw each other. It's been. Like I know eight it has. Years. Can you believe that? That's crazy. That that doesn't seem real. I know. Because we were saying the last time we saw you, we saw you in New York City. We had coffee. Do you remember? Yep, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. How have you been? How's how? It seems like your career is amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I've had I've had a, a really lucky eight years, I guess you could say. Yeah, it's been it's been a fun ride. Yeah, that's amazing. So we're gonna jump right into it because we know our audience. Uh, we did an episode in season one, just general one hundred and one makeup tips for redheads. And okay. one of our last questions for that particular makeup artist was about bridal makeup. And now so yep. many people have been writing in, and we're like, we have to talk to Liz because. It's really important. It's like a very, very big special day. And then, you know, redheads feel kind of awkward sometimes about their makeup selection. So we're sure. really excited. Uh, so since you are an expert in bridal makeup, let's start with the number one question many redhead brides ask us. What are your top tips for disaster-proof <laughs> bridal makeup? So what are your do's and don'ts? Sure. I'd love to talk about that. Um for me, the biggest thing to focus on is how your overall skin looks. Like the skin to me is the most important thing. And then eyes and lips are like the added, the sort of the cherry on top of makeup. So as long as your skin looks its best, you're going to look amazing on your wedding day. And the way to make sure that your skin looks amazing is one, to take care of it. We can talk a little bit about that. But uh, also to make sure any foundation you use First of all, is a good match for you. Um, not yeah, everyone gets their makeup one. matched properly. Um, it has to last all day. So anything you're using has to have really good longevity and be tear resistant, transfer resistant. You don't want it on your <laughs> your family when they come in to give you a kiss. You don't want it on your, your dress, certainly. Um, and you want it to survive if you cry. When you cry, you probably will cry. <laughs> yeah true <laughs> um i tend to use silicone based formulas for that reason um because they just tend to re they're water resistant and they tend to resist transferring okay so, so do you have any favorite brands for someone listening who is kind of writing this all down and they're getting married and they kind of don't know what foundation to use sure um well i obviously i, I do a lot of weddings and i'm an airbrush artist so 
I tend to use uh, the Temp2 silicone-based airbrush foundation. Oh, yeah. Now, if you're doing your own wedding makeup, obviously, learning how to airbrush yourself can be a little tricky. So you have to do it with your eyes closed, basically. (laughs) So I'm probably not wanting to go that route unless you hire an artist. Um, So, you know, if you're not doing that, I really love the Face Atelier Ultra Foundation. Face Atelier is a professional brand. Mm, it's okay. not. It's not one. It's not one that you find in Nordstrom or um, in Sephora or anything like that. Uh, it's mainly used by professional artists, and it's a silicone base. It's actually very similar to the Tem2 formula, but you apply it by hand, and it just has that beautiful, slightly dewy skin, natural skin look to it. And you can apply it really judiciously. It's got enough pigmentation that you can get full coverage. But why would you go too heavy with it? Because it looks so nice, you know? Right. 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 Okay. So it's their um, their Ultra Foundation Pro? Yeah. The or Pro you- is just a smaller size of it. I see. Okay. They sell it in a regular consumer size as well as a Pro size. And the reason they do that is we have to carry so many of them. We don't professional artists typically don't want to lug around a lot of glass bottles. Right. So what would you Um, recommend? I'm on the website right now and I actually, it's so crazy. This company randomly, Adrian and I remember we were in Fort Lauderdale last year and that makeup artist did our makeup. Yeah. She recommended this brand. Makeup artists love Face Atelier. Yeah. And she kind of said the same thing. So I'm looking and they have a few light shades. Um, So I guess... With, oh, so there's porcelain, pearl, ivory. So I guess the best way of going about it is you can get a sample for a dollar and get a bunch of, of, of the shades. Yeah, I would, I would definitely do sampling if you can because you want to try on foundations in daylight. Most people are getting, if even if their wedding isn't outside, they're usually taking some photos outside. So using sunlight is your best is the best situation to check the match of the foundation. Okay. And are you seeing with more brides that airbrush is becoming really popular? You know, it's funny. Um, when I was first starting, um, which was <laughs> in the aughts, as they say, in the 2000s, <laughs> um, with with weddings, that is, um, it was very much like a special thing that no one did. And it was in demand for that reason. It kind of got some hype behind it. And then after, you know, about five, six, seven years, more artists started offering it. And so what happens is there's a little bit of a backlash because a lot of people do it badly. <laughs> so yeah, I've had, I've had brides reach out. I've had them reach out to me and they're like, yeah, I got airbrushed at my friend's wedding and it was really heavy and drippy and awful. And I'm like, well, that's not the product's fault. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so it's like any other makeup. It can be done badly. Um, but I like it because it goes on so light when you're doing it correctly. It goes on really light. You can target any areas of redness without putting a you know a heavy layer on the whole face. Um, it goes on. There's no brush strokes, obviously, because it's being sprayed on in a really fine pixelated pattern. Okay. And since I'm using a silicone base, it's long lasting. So 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm in a wedding at the end of the month and I'm getting airbrushed and I know mm -hmm. in the chain with all the other bridesmaids, they have so many questions, but yep. I'm just hoping for the best. That I yeah, don't even know who's doing my makeup that day, but I'm hoping. Yeah. You can, you can look them up and see if they've got some redheads in their portfolio. I know. And that's what we always tell redheads who write in and they're a little worried and they, you know, they'll tell us, Oh, I'm getting married in X location. Do you have a recommendation? for a makeup artist or I don't even know where to look and we always tell them the same thing that you just said where look if someone is in your budget and you know you like look at their work first and foremost on their Instagram or their Facebook or wherever on their, their website or their website look at their website yeah and see if they work with redheads because I think it's really important I think you know it's important too when it comes to freckles you know because we always mm -hmm. say it's a beautiful redhead accessory um, so redheads that you've worked with that have freckles, how do you make sure that they're not covered up? And do you recommend airbrush for a redhead who has freckles, who do not want their freckles to be covered? If the airbrush artist is skilled enough, you can absolutely airbrush when you have freckles. Okay. Um, in fact, it's actually kind of nice because it's such a light, if you just do a light veil, um, you can cover up any of the redness that sometimes occurs in the center of the face okay without completely obscuring the freckles and if you happen to get a little a little of the overspray on the freckles you just swipe it off with a q-tip yeah 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 yeah. i so know it's it's i think the artist has to want to also see the freckles too like well they they had better yeah i i have seen um a lot of artists do very very heavy full coverage makeup even when it's not strictly necessary and it, you'll you'll see that in their portfolio if they're doing that kind of instagram style of makeup where they're you know what i'm talking about mm -hmm. the heavy creams, yeah. yeah layering on the heavy cream setting it with powder putting more on obviously if you do that the freckles will be hidden right uh, it's like the whole or, yeah, or they're only partly hidden and then they just sort of look gray and ashy. Like, it's not a good look. I know, I know. We always, you know, I think a couple of years ago when contouring became really popular, I remember going with my friend who's getting married at the end of the month and we went to Sephora and she's a news anchor. So she's like loves makeup, mm -hmm. but she's Italian and has dark skin tone. And then I am over sure. here fair. And I remember the makeup artist, I don't know what I was thinking, but I bought this palette and I came home <laughs> and the pictures that we took that night, I look back at them because one of them, she loves of like, or I think she loves of both of us, but I just look so, it does not look myself. And it's so, it was the, the person who did it in the Sephora or on my skin, he covered up all my freckles. And it was just, yeah. you know, I think yeah. the whole contouring, do you recommend, do you do a lot of contouring on brides? Well, I, I always do a little bit of contour in makeup. Yeah. I don't do it the way, I don't do it the trendy way. Let's just put it that way. I, I tend to bring out cheekbones. I certainly contour the eye a little bit to sort of bring them out and make them look more open. But um, I'm not doing stripes down the side of the nose, typically. I'm not mm. doing a really dark color under the cheekbone. Because remember, you're going to be walking around in sunlight on your wedding day. So right. if, you're drawing, if you're drawing these fake shadows on your face and you're in bright sun, it looks incredibly fake. The people that are doing that are either doing it for stage or for a filtered Instagram selfie. Like it's a different environment, whereas on your wedding day, you have to look good in person, on camera, in candlelight, in daylight. Like you have to consider 
all of these conditions, right? Not that's, just that's so true. Not just you know controlled lighting. So yeah. So we talked about foundation, and obviously freckles go into that. Now yeah. I feel like mascara is a redhead's best friend. So and Stephanie, you know, we were just talking about how she really wished she did waterproof on her wedding day, and she didn't. But I had eyelash extensions, so it was different. It was different. It was, oh, it was sure. just on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. So what what do you recommend for mascara? Well, mascara does have to be water resistant. I never say proof. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. You know, obviously anything can be broken down eventually, but um, water resistant mascara, is, it's a must. Um, you don't want to have to worry about it dripping down your face. Right. Right. I know. I know. And I look, and, do you like brown, black, or does it really, do you ask the bride? So, I mean, if a bride says that they really prefer a subtler look, I'll, I'll use brown. Sometimes I use brown on the lower lashes, especially on blondes and redheads. Um, but I use black most of the time because, again, you want you want a little extra oomph typically on your wedding day. So it yeah. helps to have to really have the lashes stand out. I also tend to use a lot of individual lash clusters, false okay. lashes, um, when a bride doesn't have extensions. I actually like the, the, the lash clusters more than extensions, to be honest. Um, and I apply a row of those and then curl the lashes together and then apply mascara. Okay. I can't get, I, I don't know how to do it at home. <laughs> remember it's those, a, they're, they're tricky. Those magnetic lashes. I know. Remember the magnetic ones were Have really popular seen? like last year, the year before that? <laughs> okay. so hard to We got them. <laughs> what did we, you think? Because I've never we, tried them. They look flimsy to me. Okay. It took us, mate. We did not. I couldn't figure We it couldn't out. figure it out. We were in front of the mirror for a half an hour pulling up all their tutorials. I, I forgot the brand. And you see all these people on Instagram on their page who looks they look amazing and these videos are so easy but then when yeah, you do it it's not you we can't couldn't... really clamp from the bottom to get the magnetic to stay exactly was... i feel like i feel like that's got to look pretty obvious on most people so i, I wouldn't really recommend Especially those with and what if they fall with our blonde you know? eyelashes i know like hard yeah. Also, it, what if the what if the polarity reverses? Like, I can think of so many things. Oh my go god! And then it's like hanging down. <laughs> I know it was really challenging, but I know we have a couple friends who, you know, it's so effortless for in their makeup regimen to just put on the individual lashes. Where I really can't nail it. I don't know about you, Adrian, but no, no, I do. I do love individual. I should use them more, but I don't. You know, it's been a life. I mean, it, some yeah. people really prefer like a corner lash or yeah. cutting up a cutting up strip lash into a couple of pieces yeah, yeah. i should try that actually uh, or eyelash curler i invested in one about a year ago and it's been life-changing oh yeah eyelash curlers are essential yeah have you ever used the heating the heated ones yeah i, ha I actually have one that does that and does it work yeah you have to I mean, and you don't even have to buy a separate one you can Heat, heat a lash curler up in your hand, or if you're very, very careful, you can heat one with a hair dryer. Just make sure you test it against your wrist before oh, you see. go putting it near your eye. You don't want to make it too hot. Okay. But and the heat will naturally kind of make it more curled? It, it helps with uh, curling and holding the curl a little longer. Okay. Um, everyone's uh, – a curl will always relax eventually. Um, especially on the eyelashes, which some people's just grow in a downward direction. Mine do. Um, yeah, a lot of people's do. Yeah. And so it, sometimes using heat can help. Just uh, obviously be very careful. Um, and also, if you apply false lashes, 
curl the false and the natural lash together and then sort of glue them together with mascara, you've got to usually, because the false lash is, is usually a, 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 a fiber rather than a real hair. So it's going to hold the, the crimp. Mm. Okay. That's a really great tip. And yeah. so now eyebrows, we always, I always think Adrian and I always talk when we talk about eyelashes, it always goes into the topic of eyebrows. Now, when you meet a bride or, you know, for, if it's a consultation beforehand, like a testing or trial run, mm -hmm. um, and you talk about eyebrows, do you always recommend that they get their eyebrows done like a week beforehand? That way they don't like, you mean waxed? Or yeah. Threaded? Or threaded. Yeah. It, it shouldn't be done any closer to the wedding than a week or so. Okay. Because occasionally be very, be very careful with waxing because I've seen, I've had a couple of brides who never had an issue with it. And then right before their wedding, it took some skin off and it might've been because they were, they were using something with retinol or they were using um, like an acne, a topical acne medication, which can dry out the skin a little bit more. Or they're stressed and, and stress can cause. And stress and yeah. hormones. And I mean, there's all kinds of reasons that your skin could be more drier, uh, more drier, could be drier and uh, <laughs> a little more sensitive. So, I mean, if you're, you know, you're a veteran wax, waxy, then by all means, but don't do it right before. Don't do it the day before. Okay. I would say at least a week. I... I prefer to, to not have too much hair taken away. I feel like most people need their brows built up a little rather than yeah. narrowed down. Yeah, we like ours thick. Yeah. Do you have any brands you love for redhead eyebrows? Um, I use the Senna palette a lot for filling in uh, brows because there's a nice range of colors, including kind of uh, like a taupe and an auburn, depending on the shade of, of uh your hair and your eyebrow hair. Those are usually good matches. Um, and I've also used like a couple of Mac eyeshadows, just matte Mac eyeshadows. To to use, yeah, I know we, we sometimes do that. Adrian, you've, you've always kind of done that with, yeah. if we, if you forget an eyebrow product and we're traveling, I've just started getting into eyebrow pencils, but they have to be very precise. So it almost looks like little pieces of hair. Cause yeah, it, it, it can be too dark or like, you know, it doesn't really look right. But powders, I like that it's buildable and you can kind of just like it looks really natural. Yeah. If you some people really don't have much eyebrow to work with and then you kind of have to do a little combination between like like a taupe gel eyeliner applied with a skinny, skinny brush. That's going to give you that almost microbladed hair effect. Mm. You can almost kind of paint a few hairs on and then supplement that with powder. Um, that's, it's difficult to do, but if you're doing your own wedding makeup and you practice it for a while, and then also if you find a really good microblader, I have had my brows done. Oh, you have? Oh, yeah. wow. How, so, the, um, how often do you have to get them done? Is it a yearly thing? Mine are going on two years old. And unless I feel like having a stronger brow, I don't fill them in anymore at all. Oh my. Wow. I'm okay. surprised. Now I don't have oily skin. I have very dry skin. Um, so I guess I'm a decent candidate and I, you know, I have, I have hair. It's just a little bit sparse in a few spots. Yeah. Do you get them done in Boston or near you in Western mass? Um, I got them done by a girl named Alicia Dane, who's also a makeup artist. And she originally was out in Western mass near me. Uh, she did them at 
actually a tattoo studio in Northampton. And now she's um, serving in Framingham at the parlor, which is a really great uh, spa and salon. Oh, okay. And oh, okay. We're going, we're, we were just in Boston. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah highly. Yeah. She, she, I sent um, one of my brides to her who had alopecia and had no eyebrows at all. Wow. And she's worked with everybody and just done all ages, all hair colors, all skin tones. Yeah, and, and she matches match people. Okay. Perfectly. I guess that's my one. It's really yeah, scary for me. Yeah. Like being a redhead, I feel like it's really hard because just like finding a makeup artist, I've gone on and I've looked at people's portfolios and I've seen yeah, look, look a at, lot of blondes. Before and afters. Yeah. Make sure I the see. hair doesn't look like, like cross hatchy and fake. Like it's very important that they be really good at it because you're going to be wearing it for years. Yeah, for me, or it's at that, least it's that a year. It's that beginning line of the eyebrow, like where, like where it starts. Like if you put your finger up from your eye up, I feel right. like some people just get it so it looks just like a line. Yeah, it shouldn't look like a line. It should be really subtle, especially on in that inner corner. Right, right, right. I know what you mean. My biggest thing is I don't want them to because my eyebrows aren't red. They're blonde, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, mine are like dark. They're 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 a dark blonde. Are they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> such a sister thing. <laughs> She's looking at me like you're wrong. But I guess yeah, I've seen I've seen really great photos before and afters. But we have to go. Does she have an Instagram? I guess we can look her up. Uh, yes. Let me pull it up real quick so I can give you the address. I think it's Boston Microblading. Hang on a second. We might, we're going, we're actually going back up to Boston tomorrow. So yeah. Just, oh, really? <laughs> I know. I'm, no, we might hit her up. <laughs> her Instagram is microblade Boston. Microblade Boston. Okay. She's fantastic. Okay. That's so awesome. So let's talk about redness because I know we talked about it a little bit. You said if you're a pro, you know, airbrusher, people with redness, it can really look awesome. Um, but I feel like myself included, I have really bad redness on my cheeks sometimes. I so do too, actually. Do. Yeah. I yeah. feel like it's really common. But what do you what do you do, especially for those it must be hard because, you know, some people want to keep their freckles, but they want the redness gone and then, you know, they want to look right. at the photo, so it's hard. Yeah, I mean, there are sort of semi sheer color correcting primers. Like I know Makeup Forever has a good one. And you can use, like, if, you, if you're really trying to keep your skin looking super, super natural, but just toning down a little redness, you can sometimes find a primer that will work well for you. Okay. And just, that just has just enough to cancel out. Obviously, you want to go a color opposite red. I don't usually go green, though. You don't I go find green. That, yeah. Well, it depends on how sheer it is, because if you turn your cheeks green, you're not going to really look so healthy. So <laughs> that's true. I find, I it, I find it, can, it can overcorrect. It can overcorrect and you start looking a little gray. So yeah. I tend to use, I tend to use something that's a little more yellow. Okay. More yellow. Now. I, okay. So this is Stephanie speaking. I feel like when I take a picture of my nose, for some reason, always looks sunburnt in photos. Okay. So should I, is that something that I would do? It almost looks really red on my nose. But it's not. But it's not. So is that something, and I see it in photos, so with the bride that maybe experiences the same thing, would I use opposite the color wheel? But maybe, but yeah, she said a little yellow, so maybe yeah. we should 
Would I put that on my nose as a primer? Yeah, or you you would make sure to have foundation coverage there and then just swipe swipe it off any freckles that you want to show up. Yeah, you don't wear a lot of foundation ever. So. I don't. I just yeah, wear now awesome. like a tinted sunscreen. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. The the nose the nose is tricky because people tend to blow their nose and wipe at it and even with a transfer resistant makeup eventually that will take it off. But um I find that like the silicone base if you just sort of pat it on lightly where you're you're seeing discoloration. Um, you can get the coverage and then set it with like a light translucent powder to really sort of lock it on. Okay. okay so you set the makeup at the very end. I know a lot of redheads are scared to do that because sometimes, you know, they can cause breakouts and stuff, but, uh, what's your favorite makeup setting spray? Oh, you know, I don't actually end up using setting spray all the time. Um, oh, I meant wow. uh, a setting. I was talking about a setting powder. Like I use the Laura Mercier translucent one a lot. I love that I love one, that one uh, too. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. Yeah, I have had some luck with the Urban Decay All Nighter. I have used that as a setting spray a few times. Um, the good news about the airbrush is I find because it's silicone based already, it doesn't usually need an extra. It doesn't need a lot of extras. It doesn't need primer under it because it's already silicone based. It doesn't need, mm. you know, like uh, a setting spray necessarily unless you just ha- generally have this sort of skin that that really rejects makeup quickly like if you're super super oily wow wow yeah and so uh when it comes to i want to say eyeshadow stephanie isn't a big eyeshadow person I i'm am. getting there though <laughs> I know. i'm starting to like <laughs> but do you you know are there redhead brides ever who are afraid to do eyeshadows because i feel like some redheads and we'll talk about lips a little bit with color but they're afraid for color sometimes I mean, I, I, of all hair colors, sometimes don't want a lot of color. noticeable makeup on their skin, yeah. uh, or especially eyes and lips, because that's where people really notice it. <laughs> like, oh, you've got so, so much eye makeup on. So I understand that. You can stick with softer taupes. You can mm-hmm. just do liner and lashes and sort of use like more of a bright, shimmery pop of something on the lid or the inner corner just to kind of light you up a little bit. There's no need to go contour the crease if you don't like that look, you know? (laughs) Right, right. So now with lips, um, what what do you recommend? I guess there's a couple scenarios. One scenario is a redhead bride who wants a pop of color, loves wearing, you know, bold lipsticks. And then the other end, a redhead who is afraid to wear a lip color they don't really wear you know colors on their lips on a day-to-day basis but they want something on their lips maybe not a red lip so what direction how do you kind of go with those two types of brides well we'll start with the really natural bride um my advice is to never go lighter than your lip color some people are so afraid of color that they really just want this really soft like like really light beige, mm. but if it's lighter than your lips are naturally, it can kind of wash you out a little bit. So I sense. tend to say you want to find a color that at least matches the color that your lips are more or less. Okay. Which tend that they, they tend to be somewhere in the, the nude rose category for um, most people who are fair skinned. And then if you have a deeper skin tone, obviously you would go with something a little bit deeper as well. Um, Cause when you, I mean, it can be a strong editorial look to do a really pale lip, but on your wedding day, in photos, you might look like you have white lipstick on. Like you don't want, you just don't want that. No, so. no that no. wouldn't look good. 
No. So I always say there are some things like if you really aren't a lip color girl, you can just use like a tinted balm or something. You will need to touch it up at some point, but uh, there's no reason to, to go out too far outside of your comfort zone as long as there's enough color on your lips so that you won't get completely washed out. Okay. Wow. Okay. Do you have, but if you, if you're into a pop of color, you've got all kinds of options and the brighter, the the brighter or deeper the color, the more likely you're going to want to wear a stain so that you're not making a mess. Oh, a stain. I love a lip stain. Like a red red lip stain. I love a red lip stain. Yeah. Yeah. You know what my favorite red lip stain is right now? What? It's just the Sephora lip stain and it's like number one and just called red, I think, or I forget (laughs) if it has another name, but they originally, when they launched that formula, they only had like, I don't know, eight, 10, 12 colors maybe. And now I, I, I was in a Sephora recently and they had just this massive rack of, it looked like almost hundreds of colors. Like it was overwhelming. There was like blue in there. You could, they basically expanded their line of lip stains to include everything under the sun. That's and cool. they're and matte and they're shimmery ones. And it's so. their Sephora collection one you're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah those are great. And they're also really affordable. Yeah. They're reasonable. You can, you know, buy a few and try them out. Um, and, and it's almost an overwhelming amount of options. But yeah, that, that first red I used for a number of weddings where they had a little bit more of that 1940s kind of feel, like yeah. a little bit more Hollywood glam. And it's, it stays on amazingly well. In fact, the more matte the color, generally speaking, the more long-lasting it's going to be. Okay. But it's a trade-off because matte is also drying. <laughs> it is. I know. So you put like a – do you recommend a gloss over it if you, you – have if, you, if you're wearing a lip stain, you have to use a lip stain gloss. It's usually a silicone-based gloss oh, okay. uh, that, that is formulated for – a stain because otherwise if you just use a regular oily gloss it's going to start breaking it down okay wow that's pretty i didn't even know that so that's really yeah a regular lip yeah. gloss lip lip glosses lip balms anything with more of that wax or oil base to it is going to break down the stain in fact salad dressing will break down the stain too so wow. <laughs> didn't even think oils about that. oils in general yeah. That's how you re- that's how you remove a stain. So, so so do you apply sunscreen on redhead brides? I usually have them pre-apply. Okay. Because everyone uses different sunscreens. There's ingredients people are sensitive to and I leave that up to them okay. and then I do makeup over it. Okay. So for a redhead who wakes up the morning of the wedding and they know that they're going to see you if they're not doing their own. Um Right. How would they prep their skin? And is there a difference in prepping their skin if they were choosing airbrush over regular? Like, should they not apply certain skincare products? Like, how the, how should they come to meet you to get their makeup done? So I always have people sit in my chair with a clean a clean face, no traces of makeup off. Uh, sorry, no traces of makeup <laughs> still on their eyes. Otherwise, I have to remove it for them. Um, and usually people apply skincare in the morning. Like most most people before they they leave their, their hotel room or whatever, they've got something on, maybe just moisturizer. And that's fine. Most of it that most of that is gonna be absorbed anyway. Um, I don't recommend that they use anything too 
heavy or oily. Like they shouldn't sit in the chair with, you know, like a mask on or, or any kind of deep treatment because that can interfere. But if it's just regular, you know, their SPF or their day cream, that's usually not a problem for me. Okay. Um, but no, face and I, I tend to, I tend to apply over it. I apply usually more moisturizer because people tend to under moisturize and, and then just go from there with the makeup. Okay. So no um, face oils or serums. Do that the night before. The night before. Okay. That's a good. Time. Yeah. Yeah. The morning, the morning up, if you want to do, you know, like one of, one of those, those little eye patch masks. I've seen some people do that. Yeah. That's fine. As long as it's not leaving a residue. Okay. Yeah. Cause I know when I have the wedding for my friend at the end of the month, um, and I'm getting airbrushed. She said, don't moisturize. I don't know why she said that. I've, I haven't had a problem with it. Okay. Some, some makeup artists are concerned that depending on, you know, if you're using a super, like a night cream that's got a little bit more greasiness to it, I could see that they'd be worried that it would break down the, the products used on top. That totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely don't recommend that people load on a bunch of, like, don't use treatment things like retinol. I was just going to say, okay. That makes, yeah. Yeah. yeah that should be that's, before bedtime thing for me personally. Anyway. Me too. I don't put on retinol yeah. before I leave. It's too. Keep, keep it simple. None of, nothing with too many active ingredients. You don't want to know <laughs> have a reaction or something so yeah yeah well this has been so informative thank you so much for all your time I can't wait for all of our redheads to hear all of these you know specific details about their important day even bridesmaids too you know they have yeah to totally or oh, even, absolutely and I feel bridesmaids. like and include include the bridesmaids they should yeah. they have to look good in the photos too yeah. they definitely do and then I think even for anyone who's listening and has a big day that isn't necessarily a wedding but I feel like could take a lot of these tips and either if they're doing makeup on themselves or a professional makeup artist. But it's been really informative. And thank you so much, Liz. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. yeah. Have a great bride season. I know. I'm, I have uh, another one on Sunday. So. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be in touch. And thank you so much for your time. All right. Have a good afternoon. Okay. Bye, Liz. Bye. Wow, that was so good. She's such a professional. Do you want to relive your wedding, Adrian? <laughs> no, I, I loved all of her tips. They I were so it. important. And I liked at the end, you know, if you're listening and you're not getting married, but you're in a wedding and you're a bridesmaid, I feel like you could take a lot of this information. I know exactly how to prep my skin now the morning for Laura's wedding that I didn't know because I've only gotten airbrushed with you once. Yeah, yeah. So I well, think to, I, I actually I, I got airbrushed, I think, in high school and it was like horrible. Like I think I still remember the smell of it. So I think like I feel like they've come a long way they, too. They really have come a long way. That temp to brand yeah, that like they're at Sephora. Yeah. I've and stuff I think it's important too, if you're thinking about doing that on your wedding day by yourself is to get some good tutorials in store if you were buying one, let's say at Sephora, because there is a special technique. That's why yeah. I would totally be comfortable sitting down with Liz doing my makeup. That's oh, why totally. I wish that she did mine on my wedding, but 
<laughs> I think yeah. actually speaking of your wedding, I think to coincide with this episode, we should share my speech that I made at your wedding. Oh my god, that's such a good idea. Yeah, it's a should. really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> we should. I we've never released it, but I Stephanie was gonna share it too on eight it was Adrian's birthday last month, and every year we kind of I'll post on Adrian's birthday about Adrian. She'll do the same on my birthday. And I was going to share the video, but it was too the size, it was coming up as an error on Insta stories, uh, but I had it saved on my phone so we could link it. I know. We should or do post something. it on, when this episode goes live, we should just post it on Instagram. Yeah, I agree. To, for so inspiration fun. too, if you're listening and maybe you have a speech coming up and- We also have a great braid episode. Uh, br- of your braid. braid. Yeah, to talk about the braid. So we yeah. just have a lot of bride stuff that we can share with this episode too that we'll share on Instagram and Facebook that- even Twitter, about all the certain things that we did on Stephanie's wedding day. Yeah, and I think the most important thing, too, is make sure that you feel really confident. You know, if you're not, if you don't like, let's say, a red lip and you don't like a cat eye, on your wedding day, our advice, and I know Liz kind of touched upon it, is you want to be comfortable. So it's important to have color on your lips, for instance, but you want to make sure at the end of the day, it's your day. So you don't want something that, you don't really feel comfortable with through on a day-to-day basis. Right. But that's not to say, you know, if you don't like a red lip, you can use something that's darker than your natural lip color and will add some color to your your lips, but maybe isn't a red lip. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And we have so many, you know, we did a lot of articles with Liz when we first started How to Be a Red Hat. We I want to say like two or three. One of them was like Frecophilia, I think it was titled, and she did a whole you know, a whole thing about freckles. And so we'll we'll share in the podcast notes, not only the notes of the products that she recommended, but we'll link other articles that she was a part of on how to be a redhead so that you can see some of her advice that she's had for all these years. And so we're just really excited to be able to share all this fun wedding stuff with you because we really haven't. So no, we haven't. And I yeah. should definitely during Laura's wedding, do some like sneak peeks and yeah. Insta stories too because I've never been a bride. I mean, I was a bridesmaid at your wedding. I was a bridesmaid. <laughs> I really didn't have a wedding. But I keep telling people that this is my first wedding that I'm a bridesmaid in. You were totally my maid of honor, but not. I don't take. I didn't take it seriously. Well, it's not nothing. We didn't like all congregate in no, a room and no, like no, a bridal no. a makeup artist came. No. So I'm just saying in terms of me having a professional makeup artist on the morning of a friend's wedding, this is the first time for me and I'm the only fair-skinned redhead out of the group. And then Michelle's wedding in December, (laughs) I'm the only non-Armenian Portuguese. (laughs) I'm the only non-brunette. Everyone's brunette. And tan. And tan. <laughs> and I'm going to, thank God though, it's it's December. And I made a joke with that Michelle, with Michelle because everyone's not going to be, if it was a wedding like in August, I'd be like, oh my God, everyone's going to be so tan from the summer. But th- since it's December, it's the winter. Yeah. But she just sent um, uh, the link to the bridal company that she's using I saw two redheads and a blonde, so that makes me feel good because I know, again, going back to what we talked about, Liz, in the beginning of this episode is if you're looking for an artist, go on the Knot. There's so many websites out there that list artists, and you can do it by your price range and if they're available during your wedding. Make sure you look at their website and on their social media pages and see if they've worked with redheads. And if they haven't showed that 
piece of work and they have worked with brides, make sure you ask them questions, him or her, you know, make sure you're asking, have you ever worked on a redhead bride or bridesmaids? Have, how, you know, what's your recommendations? I'm super fair skinned or I have really sensitive redhead skin or I have freckles. Make sure you communicate with the artist with this because the morning of the wet, your wedding, the one less, you do not want to worry about your makeup artist. You know, like yeah, I didn't so get a, true. I didn't get a trial with my makeup artist. Looking back, I wish I did. So that's something, you know, some, some brides do, some brides don't. Um, but definitely if you have any questions and you're listening, feel free to DM us or email us. But we were just, we've always wanted to have Liz on and I'm so happy we could have her on to, you know, kick off first guest in season two it's pretty big i know i can't believe it's season two it goes by so fast well thank you for joining us we can't wait for next next week we have a great episode about skin yeah with sisters that's that's our um one hint (laughs) and like always rock it like a redhead